Huge news, as you've been told, you can see across the NFL. This thing started out with the San Francisco 49ers throwing a wrench and everything, trading up to the Miami slot at number three. And then we find out, lo and behold, that yes, it would have some impact on our (laughs) Philadelphia Eagles. But Barrett Brooks, my goodness, as we give you instant reaction from the middle, this now does include the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are out at number six. They've moved back to 12. And all of the other things, including a Rappaport tweet that basically said the Eagles were nearly all in on Zach Wilson, but decided not to be all in on Zach Wilson. Therefore, they traded back. Where to begin Super Bowl champion Barrett Brooks on this trade today? Well, you know, they kind of looked at Zach Wilson kind of along the same line. They see what the quarterback they have now. I mean, it's basically the same guy. Um, you know, you look at what he brings to the table. He can he can do everything from the quarterback standpoint. He has size, six foot three, can run around, you know, and that's probably his biggest asset. He can prolong plays. So Zach Wilson is somebody that's, you know, he could be a special player in this draft if he's in the right system. Um, evidently, Howie and the rest of the coaching staff looked at it and, and didn't see as much value as they thought in that pick and in, in, in virtually trading a, a King's ransom for him. Um, there was no way that they were going to get past, uh, that he's going to get past Joe Douglas and the Jets. At the, at the end of the day, you know, just from the relationship they have with Joe Douglas or they had with him, they probably talked to him and said, yeah, we're, we're probably going to pick up, um, you know, Wilson and we're not going to trade from him. So would it make sense for them to even try to go to number three and and, and be there for him because he won't be there? You know, they know that the yeah. Jets and just their just their relationship with him. So after that, uh, I don't think they see, you know, the, the fact that they could get a guy like, you know, a receiver or even a tight end pits or a would bring you, yeah. anybody. It's you so inflating. Yeah. And, you know, I wrote about this months ago preparing for it, and we've talked about it on the show countless times about the possibility to the reality of them trading back. It's just so deflating. You know, man, it's Absolutely. so deflating when your team is in the first round top 10 pick and they trade out of it. That well, you know, kills me on this because it's not just a receiver. It's not just an offensive lineman. It's not just a corner. I'd rather them reach and take Sertan at six than roll the dice at 12. You know, it's really going to piss me off and make me mad is that, you know, you got to look at the two division guys that are right there at, that are picking at, at, at 10 and 11. They're Thank probably going to get a Patrick Sertain or a Slater, the offensive tackle, um, at those two picks. And we're going to be, you know, it's going to be a, a coulda, woulda, shoulda, Tack of circumstance. It's almost like last year's draft when when we were right there to pick the receiver from um from you know from That's Oklahoma. Yeah. No, not just him. I'm talking about even before that in the oh, first round. Lamb and everybody coming out. They early. got it. They should have got. They could have got C.D. Lamb. I think they were like the 23rd pick or something like that. And they jumped up. You know, even before that, I mean, 21 pick, and they jumped up, and and Dallas got you know C.D. Lamb. You know, at the pick before him. So yep. you know. It, it might be that type of circumstance because those two teams are picking right there. The would have talent will always be there. The would have talent. Yep. And you'll know that you have two division teams that definitely have an eye on your roster. And they may say, well, we need that position as well. And not only that, but it screws over the Eagles that are in direct position to do that. I'll, I'll say this. And, and I think this is outside of the trade itself, which we'll continue to monitor and talk about as far as the Eagles moving back from six to now 12 I think the statement about nearly being all in on a guy like Zach Wilson, if in fact the price was right, what does that say about what they currently feel about Jalen Hurts? I think at the very least, it sends some mixed messages, does it not? I mean, think about it. 
It absolutely does, you know, and, and you know, we're we're only, you know, speculating on this, but if they were all in on, on Wilson, it just means they're not all in on, um, you know, the, the fact that they have a starting quarterback there or presumably a starting quarterback, you know, in, in, in Hurts. So long story long, we still don't have any type of uh, concreteness on who's the starting quarterback's going to be. Now, you heard well, from – could start, Barrett. Right, yo, you heard him. in a situation like that. And everybody was up in arms, you know, about Joe Flacco being the guy. You know, everybody was up in arms. Me, and, and I am up in arms about Joe Flacco being the guy. I don't want well, him being the guy. Do you? I want that. I want that competitive nature. We're talking about a guy that has has had a lot of success in the league, won a Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. Joe Flacco can come in and compete, and it's only going to make that room better. Barrett, Competing is not a bad thing. You just because the cars was too soft. You think you – know, I'd rather have you compete with the other Brooks right now since you won a Super Bowl than Flacco competing with a quarterback spot. I'm sorry, you know, but I just but have to get it out there. I understand, but we can't be shell-shocked on competition. And with our last quarterback, he kind of put people in a bad have a, to have a bad taste about competition at the quarterback position. Sure. That can't be. This is an NFL roster. Guys, you know, it understand that is what have you done for me lately? You got to play to the highest your capabilities every single week. You got to prove you belong there. So there should be some healthy competition in that room. You know, I mean, Jalen Hurts, you know, he really hasn't done enough to be a starting quarterback in the league or at least, you know, ordain him the starter. Now, just by default, him being in the system, him being here, he'll get the first team reps to start off. And, 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 and you know, from there, you know, you'll see how it plays out. But at the end of the day, it's only going to make that room better. Now, us leaving the number six pick, and moving down to the number 12. That hurts. That's a lot of value, but we gained a lot of value. We gained an extra um, first rounder. Are you going to give me the addition by subtraction thing here? No, I, I absolutely can't. <laughs> I absolutely won't. That doesn't won't make any sense. It's, it's, it's quality there. It's quality at the number That's six well. pick. You got Pitts. You, you, you got Chase. You got a Thank lot. You, you know, well, you know Jameer Chase is a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a talent, man. He was better. He was better than, you know, the – not the rookie of the year, but the best wide receiver in last year's uh, in last year's draft. Jefferson. What, I'm sorry, Barrett, but but to your point about where you're going with the amount of talent that's at six, this is what's the most concerning about today for me. The biggest takeaway that's most concerning for me is twofold. One, they clearly have no read on who Jalen Hurts is, and a lot of that is not the kid's fault. He was thrust into a ridiculous circumstance last year. You're only given three. Three and a half games. That's it. And it was all under chaos anyway because the team was so bad they had to bench the starting quarterback. It's not like he came in due to injury. That team was dysfunctional. You had the owner come out and say, no, 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 we're fully confident in Jalen Hurts. This looks like Howie, we uh, assume, went to the owner and said, hey, we got this kid Wilson. He can play. Trust me. Give me the blank check. And he said, I won't give you the blank check. So it's the one element of the mixed message, and that's the start of it. But the biggest thing right now for me, and this is where my mind, you know, that gif or that emoji where it's the head exploding. Yeah, <laughs> this is my head exploding right now. Are right. you telling me that given the number six spot in the NFL draft via this trade, the top guy that you have rated, you can get at 12? Like how dysfunctional of a draft board are, are you dealing with where the same guy you can get at six, you can also get at 12? To me, that is ridiculous. You should be looking at a guy you could only get at six, or maybe he slides down to six, or maybe you get lucky and you think, you know what, let's just jump. We could probably get him at nine, but let's get him at six. From six to 12, to be able to assume that you can get a similar type of player, 
That's ridiculous, in my opinion, Barrett Brooks. And you're absolutely right in that assessment. I mean, it's, 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 it's not that far-fetched that, you know, they made a bad decision on leaving out of that talent pool. And, 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 and those are the biggest fish. Like, I'll put it in fishing terms. Those are the biggest fish in that pond right there. Then you have the pond over here. That's a pretty big fish, but not as big as fish in, 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 in that first pond. Then you have the third pond. They're just okay. Well, right now we left the big pond where the, the big, huge trophy fish are, and now putting in, 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 in fishing in a, a smaller pond with, with – with, they're big fish, but they're not as big as the ones we saw over there. And and that's where we get we get very frustrated as a fan base because it seems like we're never in that big fish pond. Right. We're always hovering around, okay, this is the, the good pond over here. Or even, even more so – we're in this pond where it's just average fish. We don't want the average fish you want. We were in a position where with number six pick, we could have got the big fish, a Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. You could go out there and get you a, a Smith, you know, from 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 uh, Alabama. Um, Kyle Pitts will no longer be there. You know, those are big fish. Offensive linemen. You want to talk about protecting a quarterback? How about the number one rated lineman coming out of the draft? You've taken da, da, da. Look, you could have, and again, I go back to this where if it's your guy in Sertan, if it's a wide out that I would take in Waddle, you can even take a guy at six and suffer the Mel Kuypers and everybody else for a day or two saying, you know, the Eagles could have got him at nine. I'd rather that. I'd rather you take a kid that you can get at nine, at eight or nine at six, as opposed to trading back and seeing what trickles down. You're at the mercy of so much. That's so frustrating today. That's the biggest thing for me that really drives me crazy about what operated today. Because if they weren't in such a need at number six, Barrett, then you could start to look at the bigger picture of drafting and adding to the team and all. But then you look at who they've taken with giving up more opportunities to draft. I, I don't want another Nelly where he's gone in two years and thriving <laughs> somewhere else or a JJ where we're like, what the hell is going on here? I, I don't want another Sidney Jones where somebody is devalued a little bit because of injury and the Eagles think, ha ha, we got something here. Well, you, you're right about that because look what we got at number 13 when we, we drafted um, Barnett, Derek Barnett. That's a pick behind, you know, what we're going to pick this year. That's just a pick behind. You know, that's that's kind of frustrating, you know, because we don't even know if we're going to sign this kid back. Right. You know, right now he's going to have a $10 million cap hit. And they were under the assumption, you know, that they were going to be able to trade him or something like that. Well, he's got to be on the roster now because they don't have anybody to replace him. Now, I would I, I will put this in your head. Uh-oh. Um, you had two the number, in the head at, before you said that. So this right, is dangerous. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. It's dangerous. I'm, you're right, because I'm really trying to say it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to sugarcoat it. No, don't. Now. I don't know you as a sugar coater. Right, the world but, doesn't know you as a sugar. The only sugar you coat is when you're cooking. Right, exactly. Right. And, 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 and that's why I can't really pass it off. But I was going to say, if you look at what happened in, in Indianapolis, their best defensive player, Darius Leonard, linebacker. You have, you got Michael Parson, linebacker from 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 Penn State. Come on, a guy that ran like a four four forty. He's like 245, 250 pounds. Yeah, beast, six foot man. three, six foot four. A beast. So will he be in the right system? Yeah. So I mean, if you do, if you're doing something like that, I understand it. If that's the plan that you have, and you want to act, you want to go defense because you want to shore up that defense because that's exactly what Darius Leonard did to that defense. He put them in a position that they could do a lot of things they couldn't do before. He could do everything. He can cover. He can blitz. He gets. He's a run stopper. 
He's that linebacker that I, I always played against when I was playing. When I looked across the, the um, sideline and I looked across the field and I see, you know, Ray Lewis sitting there or I see Junior Seau sitting there. When you got those type of linebackers, you have to account for him. You just can't account for those guys up front. You have to account for him because he's a playmaker. If they get him at that position, oh, I mean, I'm going to tell you the truth. Howie Rosen will be back in my good graces. Whoa, I would love perfect. him if he did that. Micah Parsons still needs to turn into rest his soul, rest in peace, power, junior say. I mean, look, we're talking about a man here in Ray Lewis. He has all the intangible talent. Right. Yes, you can look at him like that. Just drafting Micah Parsons shouldn't put him back in your good graces. Let's see Micah. And we're all going to root for him. Let's see Micah grow into that. Let's see Micah show signs in the NFL of Junior Sale before he's just turning into what's this man? What's uh, lights out? Remember him? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> right. from, 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 yeah, yeah. I exactly. exactly. Oh my goodness. That, uh, what, you know, it's fine. Well, the point of it being is. You want him to turn into junior sale. He's going to need some time to turn into junior sale. Otherwise, you're going to turn well, his lights out, and then we're going to have to turn his light out in four or five. Right. But see, he's he, I can see Sean Marion. <laughs> I can see him being Sean Marion throughout his career. He's he's that Who's type of talent. not a bad player. Right. I mean, no, he's a, he's a great player. We just don't value the linebacker position like that, but I'm thinking they might have turned over a new leaf and understanding mm -hmm. that you get a guy like that who can change the outlook of how you look at a defense. You're going to give them the benefit of the doubt on the same day in which they moved out from 6 to 12. And on top of that, it's gone public that they were really, really gung-ho about a quarterback. And then it really shows you that. Like, think about the level of dysfunction that we saw just. And I don't want to be a part of that dysfunction. I really don't. And, I, and I'm not going to be a part of that dysfunction. <laughs> I'm a, I got to leave that. You're right. You're absolutely right, man. I'm just trying to bring you step by step <laughs> to this thing. Because here's the problem is you approach it like, okay, what would I do as a competent, savvy general manager, yes. scout, front office, working in a cohesive unit, taking somebody at 12? I look at it like, Eagles have already screwed it up in the middle of the first round before, and now trading back, you've allowed there to be a larger set of blocks or parameters inside. It can be the skewed really quick. Yes, think You're about right. it. Like it can be you skewed. went from. Think about the conversation. All right, and we'll end on this thought. Final from you, but I'll just tee it up here. Think about the conversation. It went from, oh, man, there's no way Howie can screw this up. They're drafted at six. We even went on the middle and looked back at the history of guys drafted at six. And outside of, like, a Barcavius Mingo here or there, right. it's pretty difficult to screw up number six. We went from that conversation, Barrett, to now them being at 12. So it's like, hey, it's pretty hard to screw up number six to, oh, now you're at number 12, where it's, like, not as easy. Yeah, that talent pool, you know, you could barely you could close your eyes like this and throw a dart and hit one of those six players and and, and be good. It'd be a generational talent. So I understand that. You got to be able to be an angler. Like I said, we left the big pond. We're now in the pond where, you know, we, we still have some big fish there. But you have to be skilled in, in your assessment, your breakdown, how you view these in your system. You went from this guy will fit any system into – we have to make sure that this is the right guy. So, you know, the, the, it's skewed now with what they can do. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this, and, and I'll end on this point. The track worker has not been there. But we have to look at this. Maybe he's listening to his coaching staff, and the coaching staff says, hey, we can get more value with this. Maybe he's listening to these younger guys and say, this is what I want. This is how I want to build this team. Maybe he's listening to that coaching staff and saying, hey, we can make this value look better than what you think. 
And if they can do that and they they go out there and, and, and pick a guy to fit their system and he works for them, I'm good with it. But man, trading out of the you know a sure can to a to okay, maybe it's tough for me to swallow. Maybe he's listening to the middle 11 to 1. Monday through Friday on phillyvoice.com slash the middle. And he's heard you instead of the other station that allegedly I was listening to forever. Maybe <laughs> now he's listening to Barrett Brooks. He better. We'll uh, get him there. I can take you there. Just let me take you. Let me take further you reaction. You know, Harry's going to want to weigh in on this thing on Monday. This is going to be. He's shanking all kind of balls right now. He's shanking right. them right now. He is. And he's <laughs> probably so rattled at the trade that he can't even hit him straight right now. The three right. will be back 11. And he was the one. Harry was the one who brought to the attention just about the tweet from Rap Sheet and how little confidence it looks like there was with Jalen Hurts. So we'll have everything come Monday 11. That's 11 still there. Right. The confidence level is still there. It has to be now because they didn't draft a quarterback, or at least they won't. Could you imagine Trey Lance at 12? Oh, we have more to talk about on Monday. <laughs> we'll see you then. Have a great weekend. Thanks for Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.